ತ್ವಮೇವ ಬಂಧುಷ್ಟ ಸಕಾತ್ವಮೇವ ತ್ವಮೇವ ವಿದ್ಯಾದ್ರವಿಣಂ ತ್ವಮೇವ ತ್ವಮೇವ ಸರ್ವಂ ಮಮ ದೇವದೇವ ಶ್ರೀದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೂರ್ತಿ ಸುದೇಶಿಕೇಂದ್ರಂ ದ್ವೈಪಾಯನ ಸೂತ್ರಕೃತ ಮುನೀಂದ್ರಂ ಶ್ರೀಶಂಕರ ಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತ ಯತೀಂದ್ರಂ ಮದ್ದೇಶಿ ಕಂಚಾಪಿ ನಮಿ ವಿದ್ಯೈ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಾದಿಭ್ಯೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವಿದ್ಯಾ ಸಂಪ್ರದಾಯ ಕರ್ತೃಭ್ಯೋ ವಂಶಋಷಿಭ್ಯೋ ಮಹದ್ಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ಗುರುಭ್ಯ ಸರ್ವೋಪ್ಲವರಹಿತ ಪ್ರಜ್ಞಾಣಗಣ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಗರ್ತೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮೈವಾಹಮಸ್ಮೀ ಓಂ ಪ್ರಪನ್ನ ಪಾರಿಜಾತೋತ್ರೈಕಪಾಣೇ ಜ್ಞಾನಮುದ್ರಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ಗೀತಾಮೃತದುಹೇ ನಮಃ ಪ್ರಣಾಮ ಸುಗ್ರೀವನ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಡೂಯಿಂಗ್ ದ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟೀನ್ತ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ನಾವು ಇನ್ ದ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟೀನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಇಸ್ ಎನ್ಯೂಮರೇಟಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ದೈವಿ ಆಸುರಿ ಸಂಪತ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ತ್ರೀ ಶ್ಲೋಕಾಸ್ ಭಗವಾನ್ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಎನ್ಯೂಮರೇಟೆಡ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ವರ್ಚೂಸ್ ದಟ್ ಎ ದೈವಿ ಸಂಪತ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ವಿಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಮೆನ್ಷನ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ತರ್ಡ್ ಶ್ಲೋಕ ಬೇಸಿಕ್ಲಿ ಪೀಪಲ್ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಬಾಂಡ್ ವಿತ್ ದೈವಿ ಸಂಪತ್ ವಿಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ದೀಸ್ ವರ್ಚೂಸ್ ಇಂಡಿಕೇಟಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಬೇಸಿಕ್ಲಿ ದೀಸ್ ಸಂಸ್ಕಾರಸ್ ಗೋ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಬರ್ತ್ ಟು ಬರ್ತ್ ಸೊ ವಾಟ್ ಎವರ್ ವಿ ಕಲೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆಸ್ ಗುಡ್ ಸಂಸ್ಕಾರಸ್ ಆರ್ ಬ್ಯಾಡ್ ಸಂಸ್ಕಾರಸ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಜನ್ಮ ವಿಲ್ ಫಾಲೋ ಅಸ್ ಆರ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಅವರ್ ಪರ್ಸ್ನಾಲಿಟಿ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಜನ್ಮಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಸೊ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಟು ನೋಟ್ ದಟ್ ವಾಟ್ ಎವರ್ ಚೇಂಜ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಡೂಯಿಂಗ್ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಫಾರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಲೈಫ್ ವೆದರ್ ವಿ ವಿಲ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಟು ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟ್ ಅ ಫ್ರೆಶ್ ಇನ್ ದ ನೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಲೈಫ್ ನೋ ವಿ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಕ್ಯಾರಿಂಗ್ ಫಾರ್ ಫಾರ್ವರ್ಡ್ ಆಲ್ ದೀಸ್ ಸಂಸ್ಕಾರಸ್ ವಿತ್ ಅಸ್ then in the, from the fourth shloka he is actually introducing the asuri sampat and he gave the main characteristic characteristics of an asuri sampat person and we discussed while listening to this asuri sampat there are few things that we will have to note we will have to ensure that we do not listen with a guilt feeling because many of these characteristics would probably be very relevant to what we do in our daily life and therefore we should be we should we should not have too much of a guilt feeling on whatever we have already a little amount of guilt is necessary to be able to overcome those but not too much of guilt of course the other end of the spectrum where we try to justify this should also not happen we should not try to justify that these are the these you know these values will not is not relevant for today's life and try to actually be little whatever has been said third and most importantly we will have to have the shraddha and also the belief that we will be able to change ourselves with the help of bhagwan so with that we actually started and we actually saw some of those asuri sampat gunas we saw dambaha dambaha basically being proud having that feeling showing off as the first asuri uh, value or asuri sampat it's not even a value it's probably a character then the second one is darpaha darpaha is basically the equivalent of uh, show, uh, disrespecting elders then we saw abhimana abhimana is basically equivalent of manitvam so both 
the manitvam is now coming for the third time remember uh, first uh, amanitvam in chapter 13 we started with amanitvam adambitvam and then in chapter 16 in this chapter itself in the third shloka the last value was nati manita now again bhagwan is reminding us and says abhimana do not have abhimana do not think high of yourself do not have this superiority complex so he is reminding this again and again to us humility is very important in this journey not humility that we exhibit humility in the mind that is more important generally we tend to actually show off our humility that shouldn't be the case that is not what bhagwan is asking bhagwan is asking us to be humble within then krodah krodah is anger krodah we saw anger then we saw parushyam parushyam basically is the roughness basically harshness that we show towards people especially in words using words to hurt people that should not be the case we had seen so far these asuri back, um, characteristics now we'll go to the next one ajnanam which is the i'll just probably read the shloka shri bhagavan uvacha dambo darpo bimanascha क्रोधः पारुष्यमेव अज्ञानं चाभिजातुरी सो वी सा दंबो दंब दर्प अभिमान क्रोध पारुष्यम नव वी लुकिंग इन टू अज्ञान 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 मीनिंग इग्नरेन्स ज्ञान इज नॉलेज अज्ञान इज इग्नरेन्स and this is actually the basis of all asuri gunas ajnanam the ignorance thing so when bhagwan says ignorance we have to understand which ignorance he is talking about generally we also sort tell that the root of all samsara is ajnana and there when we say ajnana it means the ignorance about the nature of oneself is the cause of all samskara samsaras not samskara samsara the then ignorance about self atma ajnana is the cause for samsara that is what we say here when bhagwan says ajnana it doesn't he is not meaning that ajnana he is not talking about the ignorance about the self because ignorance about the self even a daivi sampat person can have it it is not only relevant for for an asuri sampat it is same for everyone as long as one is not a gnani he is an ignorant person so here the bhagwan the ignorance that bhagwan talks about is the ignorance of between dharma and adharma dharma adharma vishaye ajnana Ashish ji you, you wanted to ask something yeah amun just say is so are we differentiating between ignorance and lack of knowledge 
lack of knowledge is ignorance. Now, so if I'm making an effort but I'm not getting the knowledge, is wouldn't it be treated differently than not even trying? Okay, we are all in the spiritual path. We are trying to understand ourselves. As long as we are not there yet, we are still ignorant. We are still trying. It doesn't matter, but we are still ignorant. The question is, how close you are to the knowledge is different thing. But, and I am talking purely from a knowledge of the self standpoint. Okay. A knowledge of a self standpoint, you are ignorant until you are able to understand fully with conviction that you are Brahman and you are everywhere, you are the sustainer of the entire Jagat. As long as you have not reached to that stage, we are all Ajnanis. Of course, from there we can also say you are Mumukshus. We are also Mumukshus because we are trying to become, uh, trying or trying towards, trying or doing the sadhanas to attain moksha. So we are mumukshus. We are also jignasus. As in we are trying to attain that knowledge. So you can always add jignasu to these persons. But still they are ajnanis. I hope I was clear. Yeah, okay. okay. I was just trying to differentiate across the scale, you know, in terms of... No, the, here the question is... Jnani, Ajnani. That is, the, that is how it is. There is, there is sure, no sure. nothing grey in between. The grey is, of course, you have this Mumukshus, you have this Jignasus, all those things. Of course, people who are in the spiritual path, that is where the, all the grading comes in, like Devi Sampad person, Nasuri Sampad person, all those grading comes there. Okay. Yeah, so I, I was just thinking in terms of, you know, Asuri Sampad being deliberately avoiding versus trying but not reaching and the other one is just ignorant, plain and simple ignorant, not bothering only. Right? We will, we will, um, we will go through these um, these verses, and there Bhagawan will actually include all those in betweens as well. So we'll go through them. Okay. Thank you. So here, we, when Bhagawan talks about Ajnani here, he means the ignorant people who are ignorant about what is dharma and what is adharma dharma adharma vishaye they have this ignorance of which is hitam which is good and which is ahitam ahitam means which is not good which means they don't know what is good for themselves and what is not good for themselves this understanding or this knowledge is very important because many a times we ourselves don't know what is good for us and what is bad for us. We know what we like, we know what we dislike. That is different from what is good for us and what is bad for us. We cannot, normally we tend to equate whatever we like is good for us and whatever we dislike is bad for us. This is the mistake that we all do. The mistake that comes out of moha, delusion. And here, and as long as you are in moha, you are ignorant. 
that is called as ignorance for example we are addicted to something and we want it but we do not realize the difficulty that it might lead us into so this is a problem for all of us some, some people they say that i know what is right i know what is wrong but here we do not accept that to be the knowledge see some people might say i know what is right i know what is wrong but i am not able to do it because i like this i i want to do what i like if you continue to do what you like even having that knowledge it does not matter you are still considered to be ignorant because you don't we do not accept that knowledge until that knowledge has been converted into an awareness an awareness and that awareness is reflected in the transactions that we do in the daily transactions that we do as long as we don't do that you still considered ignorant some some people have even worse things what they think is they actually think the reverse actually they they think or they mistakenly think those bad things as good for them and those good things as bad for them there are many such instances even in our lives if we actually go back in the past years of our life we would be able to see that there have if we properly reflect there would have been instances where we would have been of the opinion that what is bad for me is actually good for me especially when we were growing up when our parents were actually teaching telling us to do certain things we would think they are actually doing us not any good but over a period of time when we actually become more mature and when we reflect we would be able to understand that there had been times in our lives where we had taken what is actually bad to be good for us that gnanam is called as viparita gnana this is viparita gnana even today some some in our circles if we go out people might say you know do not read uh, do not go to geeta class do not go geeta is for old people or even if the if if a children of if some children wants to attend some spiritual class they will say why do you want to attend at this age you know you should be actually going out and enjoying with your friends go for a movie you know enjoy your life so these are considered to be viparita gnana taking what is supposed to be good as bad and what is supposed to be good bad as good some people say do not follow shastras shastras is only for the books it is not for daily life in the material world these things will not work in fact they will even you know incite us to be selfish you know, only selfish people can progress only that will take you ahead you will have to be the other term that they use is street smart you will have to be street smart so these are all considered to be viparita gnanam so bhagavan talks here about 
that ignorance that ignorance of what is considered to be dharma and adharma even if i know it if i am not following it it is considered to be agyana agyani so these are the six qualities that bhagavan gives for um asuri people here he will be giving more in the coming shlokas but to start with he says these are the six main um qualities that describe an asuri sampat person and he says hey partha sampada masurim cha abijatasya abijatasya asurim sampadam so he says again he says people who have asura samskaras are or people who have asura samskaras are will have these gunas again he is saying people who are born with these gunas are asuri sampat these qualities are are there in a person who are born with asuri samskaras again it also means that anything we have we don't start in a clean slate some people say that all children start with a clean slate how they grow up decides how they actually behave our shastras say it differently our shastra says that you are all we are all born with some gunas to start with and of course the environment and the upbringing and the, all these things will also impact you or will also change you but by and everybody comes with their own set of samskaras so this is the fourth shloka where bhagwan basically introduces asuri sampat with these six qualities and says that a person born with asuri sampat will have generally these six qualities now in the next two shlokas he bhagwan is going to give the phalam the benefit or the outcome of daivi sampat and asuri sampat benefit of having asuri daivi sampat and the result of having asuri sampat so that will be, that he will do it in shloka number 5 and 6 after which again from 7 onwards he will get back to asuri sampat so we'll go to shloka number 5 shri bhagavan uvacha daivi sampat daivi sampat vimokshaya nibandhaya asuri mata mashu cha sampadam daivi अभिजातोसि पांडव दैवी संपत्विमोक्षाय निबंधायासुरीमता माशुच संपदम दैवी अभिजातस अभिजातोसि पांडव सो इन द फर्स्ट लाइन भगवान गिव्स बेसिकली द आउटकम ऑफ दैवी संपत gives outcome where will devi sampat lead us to and where will asuri sampat lead us to both of them are given in the first line itself first line he says devi sampat vimokshaya devi sampat will lead us to moksha he makes it very clear devi sampat will lead us to moksha then he says nibandhaya आसुरी मथा आसुरी संपत् विल लीड अस टू 
bondage bondage meaning it will lead us to sorrow and then he finally uses the word matha matha means matha here it is considered to be vedas or upanishads or it is known that it is known or it is said in the upanishads this way it is considered we can say it is considered so daivi sampat will lead us to moksha asuri sampat will lead us to bondage actually asuri sampat need not lead us to bondage why because we are already in bondage we are already in samsara so as long as we have asuri sampat it will ensure that it will keep us here or it will make sure that we do not we will not be able to liberate ourselves moksha means moksha means a contented mind moksha means a contented mind i am i don't have any craving for anything is moksha bondage means a discontented mind a mind that is always craving for something and moksha we know moksha is defined as what freedom liberation liberation from what liberation from samsara and bondage bondage is samsara is the cause for the bondage samsara is cause for the bondage to get ourselves free we need uh, if we if we get ourselves free it is called as moksha and bhagwan says for moksha daivi sampat will lead us to moksha by saying this that daivi sampat will lead us to moksha bhagwan makes one thing more clear one more thing to be is cleared now that daivi sampat itself is not moksha some people say you know you be a good man that itself is good enough as if to say that is the end goal in life the end goal in life is not moksha of course to start off everybody needs to be a good person but we should understand that that is not the end goal so bhagwan is making it clear that daivi sampat itself is not moksha daivi sampat is good but there is something better than good and that is moksha but remember daivi sampat itself is it will give us huge relief by having daivi sampat itself whatever pains or difficulties or sorrows that we we go through right whenever those things comes the these the tamo and rajoguna will automatically leave us at that point of time by having these daivi sampat and by having this daivi sampat we will always be in sattva guna and when we are in sattva guna the bondage caused by samsara will not impact us much it will be it will still be there but it will not be as harsh as when we are in tamo and rajoguna so this is we have to understand one daivi sampat itself is not moksha 
daivi sampat will lead us to moksha and by having daivi sampat we will be able to ensure that the tamo and rajaguna leaves us now next question is how will this daivi sampat lead us to moksha and how will this asuri sampat lead us to bondage this we'll see see there is a um, simple definition for dharma dharma we talked about ajnana right ajnana in the last uh, shloka we talked about ajnana where we said a person who doesn't not know what is dharma and what is adharma actually it is not that we do not know what is dharma or adharma we all know it because anything that we do not want somebody else to do to us we should not be doing to on to others this is a simple definition of dharma for all someone we don't want others to lie to us we should not lie to others we do not want others to hurt us we should not hurt others we do not want others to actually gossip about us we should not gossip about others it's very easy what is dharma samanya dharma is very easy to understand and very easy to differentiate between dharma and adharma there but we still claim ignorance that is another thing so daivi sampat when we say it is not it is about not hurting others ahimsa is a daivi sampat not doing himsa to others not doing himsa to self and what is asuri sampat asuri sampat is opposite asuri sampat is basically about hurting others asuri sampat person will hurt others and he will hurt himself or herself also now we will see how we actually daivi sampat leads us to moksha what is the outcome of himsa when we do himsa to others what do we get we get papa and if we follow ahimsa what do we get we will get punya so that is the first step so by doing daivi sampat we get punya now punya has two palams punya has got two palams one is it gives joy so people might say i get joy when i eat an ice cream you know when i have an ice cream i i feel happy now the question is how does this punya get, help us get this joy is it ice cream which gives me joy or is it the punya that gives me joy see punya has to work or punya has to work at that particular time for us to get joy for example it has to be a, probably a very hot day and i am kind of thirsty or whatever i have a craving and then when i have an ice cream i get a, i get joy so this is where ice cream gives me joy but it uh, it seems as if ice cream is giving me joy but it is actually punya which is working say on this if i say ice cream is actually giving me joy if that is the case if it is say a really cold day or i am in a cold place cold weather i feel like actually having hot tea on that day i want something warm hot and somebody offers me ice cream 
will ice cream give me the joy no or say if i have some fever or i have cough and cold will ice cream give me joy no or if i have sugar and sugar and ice cream has been banned for me will will ice cream give me joy no so punya will have to act at that particular time for me for for me to get joy so punya is the one that makes us get joy from all these padarthas all these sensory objects around me for me to able to get joy from that punya has to work and punya comes out of kamya karma kamya karma means i act upon a desire but i act upon in a dharmic way and because i act upon in a dharmic way i get punya and using and that punya gives me joy okay this is one palam of punya now there is a second thing punya that comes of kamya karma is one then there is also a punya that comes out of nishkama karma nishkama karma meaning i do something without having a desire i do a dharmic act without having an underlying desire kamya karma means acting out of desire nishkamya karma nishkama karma an action that is not done out of desire it is done for say helping others or for a welfare of the society i do some service or i do some dharmic activity where i don't stand to gain anything out of it i just want to do some say charity annadanam whatever it is i do some nishkama karma what shastra says when we do this nishkama karma there is a punya that is generated and that punya will help us to get chitta shuddhi chitta shuddhi meaning purity of mind for example i do some prayer i come and do puja on daily in front of bhagwan every day i do some japa i do some dana i do some tapas i do some meditation when i do all these kind of activities when i do these kind of karmas it is called as nishkama karma and that punya that generates out of this action these actions gets me qualified for jnana gets me chitta shuddhi purity of mind and purity of mind is necessary for me to get that knowledge of self it helps me it helps to me to become an adhikari adhikari means a qualified person qualified person to receive that knowledge to receive atma jnana to receive self knowledge 
and what does this adhikaratvam give me access so this punya will help me get chitta shuddhi will help me get access to shastras will help me not just shastras a gurus who can teach the shastras it helps me build my intellect so that i can do vichara i will be able to do discrimination viveka about what is right what is wrong dharma adharma what is nityam what is anityam i am able to do those kind of vicharas it this punya will help me get the time that i need for shastra vichara this punya will help me build interest in vedanta will help me build interest in shastras so that is how the second type of punya the punya that comes out of nishkamya karmas and this when this punya fructifies when this punya fructifies we get involved in vichara so right now we are sitting and doing vichara there is some punya of ours that is fructifying now helping us with understanding all these concepts having access to shastras and all those things and here what happens is the mind becomes an important instrument a a calm mind a peaceful mind is really necessary for us to be able to understand vedanta an agitated mind will not be able to even if we try one of those days if we have an agitated mind we will not be able to sit and listen to these classes we need a calm mind we need a peaceful mind and what daivi sampat does daivi sampat gives us a peaceful mind if we have those values that have been prescribed by bhagwan as daivi sampat then we will have a peaceful mind we will have a calm mind we will have a pure mind we will have chitta shuddhi and with that peaceful mind when we enter when we do a vichara we are able to understand the concepts better faster quicker easier and we get jnana and once we get this jnana we will have to convert them into jnana nishta once i am able to realize that i am brahman i should then convert that realization into my personality it has to be my personality it has to be reflected in my day to day actions and that means i would i will have to get jnana nishta and to get jnana nishta again i need a calm mind peaceful mind to be able to do that nidityasana again so devi sampath helps so devi sampath in this manner helps us to get moksha it helps us to get pure mind and devi sampath helps us to get all those punyas that are needed for to make us into an adhikari and daivi sampat also helps us to get from 
ए ज्ञानी तू ये ज्ञान निष्ठा देन नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन कम्स कैन वी ड्रॉप ऑल दिस दैवी संपत वंस वी अटेन ज्ञान निष्ठा वंस द फाइनल गोल इज रीच्ड डू आई स्टिल नीड टू हैव दिस दैवी संपत कैन वी ड्रॉप ऑफ कोर्स वी कैन ड्रॉप दिस थिंग्स टेक्निकली स्पीकिंग वी कैन ड्रॉप दिस बट प्रैक्टिकली स्पीकिंग इट वॉन्ट हैपन बिकॉज इंस्टेड ऑफ दीज दैवी संपत being a kind of a value that we have to imbibe it, it is now becomes the it has now become the gnani's personality it has become the swabhava of gnani to have all these devi qualities so only when it is a value it is a thing to attain and that too with difficulty i attain it then i can drop it but once it has become my personality once it has become my swabhava i cannot hurt others i cannot live without sharing if that becomes my personality if it is my swabhava then there is nothing more to attain for me and it becomes a natural trait so i am i i need i don't need to do any effort at all i don't need to have any effort i cannot get away from this also it becomes my personality and i will not be able to forget it also just like i've learnt walking at the age of 1 and 1/2 now at age of 13 15 i decide to say i want to forget walking i don't want to learn to i i want to ensure that i actually unlearn this walking habit is it possible not possible in the same way once this daivi sampat becomes the personality it is not possible to remove it from that person so a jnana nishta will have daivi sampat as his swabhava that's why shankaracharya in many places he says always remember whenever bhagavan is talking about a swabhava for a jnana nishta a jnana nishta swabhava becomes a sadhana for a sadhaka what is something considered natural for a jnana nishta is something that is a, a goal or a lakshya or a sadhana for a mumukshu for a jignasu for a spiritual person or a spiritual seeker so this is what is natural for someone is a goal for some others we have seen already when we talked about this daivi sampat also some people are they are born with a soft nature so for others to get so- to become a person with a soft nature they will have to work towards it so for what is something swabhava for somebody could be a lakshya for another so in the same way what is a swabhava for a jnani is a lakshya for a mumukshu so that is how daivi sampat helps us to create moksha now bhagavan also uses the second thing he says 
ಆಸುರಿ ಮತ ಆಸುರಿ ಸಂಪತ್ ಟೇಕ್ಸ್ ಆಸುರಿ ಸಂಪತ್ ಬೈ ಹ್ಯಾವಿಂಗ್ ಆಸುರಿ ಸಂಪತ್ ಇಟ್ ಟೇಕ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ಟು ಬಾಂಡೇಜ್ ಸೊ ಹೌ ಡು ವಿ ಡೂ ದಟ್ ಸೊ ನೌ ವಿಲ್ ಗೋ ಇನ್ ದ ರಿವರ್ಸ್ ಡೈರೆಕ್ಷನ್ ವಾಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪನ್ಸ್ ಡ್ಯೂ ಟು ಆಸುರಿ ಸಂಪತ್ ವಿ ಡೂ ಹಿಂಸಾ ಟು ಅದರ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಹಿಂಸಾ ದಟ್ ವಿ ಡೂ ವಿ ಗೆಟ್ ಪಾಪ and because of the papa papa will give us sorrows difficulties and it also takes away all opportunities for us it takes away the opportunity towards uh, to satsanga it takes away the opportunity to shastrik knowledge it takes away the opportunity away opportunities away from guru so it basically papa creates sorrows difficulties and it also takes us away from all these opportunities and thus papa takes us away from jnana and not only it takes away us from jnana it also gives us pain and sorrow and not only pain and sorrow not only it takes us away from jnana it also gives us an agitated mind the mind is not calm the mind is not peaceful a selfish mind a jealous mind a pri- proud mind will not be calm it will always be agitated thereby it will push us more and more towards bondage in this chapter the coming shlokas bhagwan will describe the kind of bondage that asuri sampat will have what will be the mindset of asuri people where will it lead to after their death their gati will all be explained by bhagwan so but anyway in this shloka in the first line bhagwan basically gives us the where what is the outcome of having a daivi sampat the outcome of having asuri sampat now when bhagwan says that probably bhagwan saw arjuna's face arjuna's face probably was searching for something because arjuna probably had a fear whether he was born with daivi sampat or with asuri sampat just like as we are now when we are listening to bhagwan here and bhagwan is able to understand that so bhagwan basically wants to calm down arjuna wants to give comfort to arjuna and then therefore he says bhagwan bhagwan says don't worry arjuna you are born with daivi sampat ma shuchah ma shuchah he says do not grieve do not feel do not worry he says ma shuchah In last word pandava pandava means arjuna o arjuna do not grieve arjuna asi abijat abijatah daivim sampadam daivim sampadam asi asi means you are asi means you are abijatah abijatah means you are born with daivim sampadam you are born with daivi sampad Hey Arjuna, do not grieve. You are born with Daivi Sampath. You are already born with all the good samskaras. 
you are already born with all those good gunas so bhagwan basically tells arjuna in this here what we have to understand is we could see it in our own lives right people who if they had not studied any shastras but they still have some good gunas they have that good values in them and nobody would have taught them also how is it possible how is it possible because it is their sampath it is their wealth it is something that they are born with and some people they are very short tempered they get angry immediately they again why because they are born with it. some people do not get angry so easily they are born with patience they, are, they have patience as a virtue so we have to understand that we come with a bag with we come with a bag of you know values or characters that define us and in, at the end of this life we have to make the call we have to make the choice in terms of what we want to drop and what we want to imbibe so this is a choice that is left to us and here bhagwan actually tells arjuna you are not born with this in fact in vibhuti yoga in one of the chapters bhagwan will say that he is arjuna among pandavas when he actually tries to explain that he is everywhere he he is there in everything he will say he will describe himself as he is arjuna among all the pandavas remember dharmaraja is also a pandava and dharmaraja is known for dharma he was he was known for you know uh, following dharma to the letter and spirit but arjun but uh, bhagwan chose arjuna has the pandava that he not only for two things one when he describes in the vibhuti yoga how is he as a pandava he chose arjuna second thing even for imparting this knowledge he chose arjuna he did not choose dharmaraja yudhishthira or bhima because only arjuna was showing the inclination to know this jnana yudhishthira was focused on following dharma but he was not focused on atma jnana we will see that in subsequent class we talk about this when we take the second chapter uh, the 5 to 6 which is 230 to 330 chapter this uh, class we will talk about this you know some people are only focused on the karma kanda some people are focused only on as i said you know be a good guy that's enough some people think that is the end of life they don't focus on what is actually moksha what needs to be done what is the road map how do i get there what do i need to do what is karma yoga what is upasana yoga what will happen if i don't do this what will happen if i do this they are not they do not have this understanding at all and remember even if you say somebody to somebody be a good guy it's enough the question they will ask is what is in it for me why should i be a good guy as a yeah be a good guy it will help you but he help you what and help you how 
but i see bad guys getting better things will not have answers unless you have a complete understanding of the road map what it actually takes you to so yudhishthira was actually focusing on dharma but not focusing on atma jnana but arjuna arjuna was arjuna came surrendered he took krishna as guru bhagavan as guru and then said teach me this and now so bhagavan teaches him in uh, teaches him this and not only said that he also says arjuna do not grieve you are born with devi sampat now we will go to the next shloka shloka number 6 dwaubhuta sargau lokesmin daiva asura evacha daivo vistarashah proktah asuram partha meshunu dwaubhuta sargau lokesmin daiva asura evacha daivo vistarashah proktah asuram partha meshunu so so bhagavan basically says he he basically explains what he has done so far in this chapter or so far in this and what he is going to do further in this chapter so basically taking a break to arjuna this is what i have done so far this is what i am going to do from now on and he says i have given the explanation of devi sampat so far from now on i will talk about asuri sampat asura sampat dwau bhuta sargau lokesmin lokesmin asmin loke asmin loke means in this world dwau bhuta sargau dwau bhuta sargau dwau means two bhuta means beings sargau means types so in this world there are two types of beings in this world there are two types of beings and he is talking about the human beings here okay two types of beings two types of two two types of nature two types of human nature we can say what is that daiva asura evacha it is daiva and asura sampat and we if it actually do some kind of asura asu asu means what asura asu means prana asu means breath prana so asura means asuramanate iti asura asura ramante iti asura asura asu ramante iti asura these people only live to breathe their their lakshya is to just to breathe they don't want to achieve anything as in they don't they want to live their life how they live their life does not matter they don't have any kind of principles they do not believe in any kind of dharma adharma viveka it does not matter 
whether it is dharma or adharma i like it i live want to live i want to live the life i want the way i want it some people say i want to live the life the way i want it i should have the freedom to live the life that i want to live so that is called as asura asu ramante iti asura whereas daivah daivah means one who lives life according to knowledge according to the intelligence that is called as daivah in fact one sampradaya guru basically he says in human mind there are two samskaras one is called as shastra samskara and the other one is swabhava samskara shastra samskara and swabhava samskara shastra samskara is basically the impressions that we get as a result of teachings as a result of what we hear from elders uh, what we listen in in, in as uh, shastras what to do what not to do how to do how not to do there is a lot of things shastras give a lot of those kind of guidelines so that is called as shastra samskara the impressions that we get as a result of all these teachings then the swabhava samskara the swabhava samskara is the basically the natural urge that we have the prakriti each person is born with a nature prakriti we say we are born with certain things we are born with a nature and that nature is an urge there is an urge for this person to do certain things so the sampradaya guru says basically when a person is able to let the shastra samskara win over the swabhava samskara and therefore leads a life according to the shastras at that time he is considered to be a deva deva whereas if the shastra samskara shastra samskara meaning what is the right thing to do swabhava samskara means what i like to do if i am doing if i let what is the right thing to do to overpower what i like to do then i become a deva if i let what i like to do overpower what is the right thing to do then i become an asura so this is how one sampradaya guru defines deva and asura every time we see something the knowledge our knowledge says this is right this is wrong but then there is also the urge i like this i do not like this it is it is a question of whether it is a food whether it is our health condition whatever it is there is something which is good and then there is something which is we like whenever shastra samskara wins we are deva whenever swabhava samskara wins we are asura again asura means does not mean that one should have a horn protruding horns in those amar chitra katha stories and all that is not or large protruding teeth ugly looking doesn't matter asura means whenever our natural urge whenever our likes and dislikes overpower what is what shastras say then we become asura so we keep changing one moment we are deva one moment we are asura 
we are neither deva 24 hours nor asura 24 hours depends on the situation to situation what we need to do is we need to look at ourselves we need to reflect and see how long i am in asura mode and how long i am in deva mode see where are the opportunities for me to convert from asura to deva and try to make that shift that is one way to for us to make shift to us to say instead of under remembering all these values i know what is right i know what is wrong i also know what is i like what i dislike whether i am letting what is right overpower what i like or dislike is the question that i have to ask every time so this is daiva asura evacha then bhagavan says the second line he says daivaha vistarasha daivo vistarasha proptaha this daivi sampat has been taught to be has been taught described by me vistarasha elaborately in tamil also we use vistaram proptaha daivaha proptaha proptaha means described the daiva has been described vistaraha and then asuram partha meshrunu partha o arjuna shrunu shrunu he says meshrunu listen from me he is basically getting the attention of arjuna do not lose focus listen now what i am going to say is very important arjuna listen asuram hear about the asuri sampat from now on beware arjuna you may be having daivi sampat for now but understand that asura sampat also so that it does not become get into your personality so whenever bhagavan says to note it is also to get the attention not just of arjuna but also from us he says this is important listen be aware be careful for about asura sampat hear from me so with that we complete shloka number 6 from the uh, next class we will we'll look into the shloka number 7 any questions comments okay not thank you we'll see you next class om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva avashishyate ओम शांति 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 स्वस्ति प्रजाभ्य परिपालयता न्यायन मगेन महिमयिषा गोब्राह्मणेभ्यो शुभमस्तु नि लोकासमस्ता सुखिनो हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नम